You're now listening to the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. I am your host, Chad Maples, and today I will conclude the series of podcasts I began a few weeks ago called Unstuck, Fresh Traction for Common Struggles. Today I will talk about getting unstuck from negativity and possessing a positive attitude. Now, if this sounds like something that you don't want to hear, then chances are you're being pessimistic and negative. And if that's the case, then maybe there is Something here for you to hear after all. Whatever your mentality is right now, I hope you'll sit tight and stay tuned. You're now listening to the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. Chad Shattering's podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast so that you can know when new episodes are available. Today's podcast is entitled Getting Unstuck from Negativity. In January of 1995, Jerry Willis and three of his friends were involved in a boating accident where their 40-foot sailboat sank and they were on a raft for five days. During this time, on that fifth day, something bumped their raft, and it happened to be a shark. Now, they had seen several sharks around them, but this one was the actual shark that actually bumped up against the raft. And the only thing that they had to defend themselves was a four-inch pocket knife. And it caused such a commotion that a nearby freighter noticed what was going on in the water, and they were rescued as a result. Jerry later said that if it had not been for that shark, they would have never seen the freighter and they would have never made it out alive. Various things are going to happen to us in life, but it's how we react to those situations that determine whether or not we will use them as a tremendous teacher or a bad memory. And so in order to get unstuck from negativity, we need to focus on how to develop an attitude of optimism regardless of what happens in life. The first thing that we need to do is that we need to note four truths to remember about our attitude. The first truth to remember about attitudes is that attitudes determine our approach to life. Philippians 4, starting at verse 11, Paul said, Not that I speak in regards to need, for I have determined in whatever state I am in, or I am, to be content. So Paul says, whatever happens to me in life, whether it's good or bad, I am going to be content. And then in verse 13 that we all know, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul said that even if things were not going well for him, he was, he was determined that he was going to be content with life. The second truth to remember about our attitude is that our our attitude will determine whether we achieve something or whether we don't. In the book of Nehemiah, we read about how Nehemiah led a group of people to rebuild the walls of the city. And in Nehemiah 4 verse 6, we get a progress report. It says, so we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height and the people had a mind to work. The people were determined, regardless of the opposition and regardless of the challenges before them, that they were going to finish what they had started because they had a mind to work. They had a positive attitude about it. 
The third truth to remember about attitudes is that a positive attitude can take a negative and make it a blessing. Philippians 1 verse 12 says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things that have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Paul's circumstance was that he was in jail. Paul was able to preach the gospel to the guards that he was chained to, and he took something that was negative and he turned it into the positive, and he encouraged others to do the same thing. A fourth truth to learn from our attitudes, or about our attitudes, is that a positive attitude can give us an uncommonly positive perspective. We can take life, and when life doesn't go our way, or when life gives us lemons, we can see the potential to make lemonade. Paul did not pretend not to be in prison. He made it a positive experience, and he made it about his voluntary choice. And we are faced with challenges every single day, and the way we approach a situation will be either positive or negative, and it's about our voluntary choices of how we approach life in different situations that come our way. Maybe you know someone who has been through some negative things in, our, in their life. Maybe they've had some bad hardships happen to them, one on top of the other. Maybe they are hit with several storms in life. But when you talk to them, when you ask them how things are going, they are optimistic and they're positive. But on the other hand, you can have somebody that is negative. A negative or pessimistic person can be described as, as follows. A person who makes difficulties out of just about every opportunity. The language of the pessimist says, we can't do it, it'll never work, or if only. The problem with this attitude of the pessimist is that it affects so many other people. In Numbers 13 through 14, the children of Israel were on the brink of the promised land. God had promised them that this land would be theirs, and all they had to do was go in and take it. The 12 spies were sent out into the land, and 10 out of the 12 spies came back with a negative report. Only two of the spies came back with a positive attitude, and they saw the same things that everybody else saw in the city. But the people focused on what they thought was the problem. They saw the, for the, they saw the fortified cities. In verse 13:33, they came back with a report, and they said, there, were, there we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. They focused on the size of the problem. They focused on the giants in the land. And then verse 31 of that chapter says, But, when the, but the men who had gone up with them said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Joshua and Caleb were the only two men that were allowed to enter the land later on in life because they were the two spies that came back with a positive attitude and they had faith that they could conquer the land. Three things that determined the children of Israel and their fate. First of all, they were deprived of the blessing because they said they couldn't do it. They couldn't do something that God had already promised would happen if they had done what he had told them to do. 
Second thing that happened was that they faced divine punishment. And then the third thing that happened is everyone over the age of 20 years old, except for Joshua and Caleb, died in the wilderness because of their attitude. A positive attitude is a voluntary choice. And how many times do we say, well, I don't know if I can, I don't know if, I don't know if this is possible. And it's all about our attitude. Our attitude teaches us how we tackle life. And if we have a positive attitude, think of how it affects those who are around us. Joshua is talking to the children of Israel in Joshua 24, 15. And he says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that are on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the whole nation answered him and said, we're right behind you. His attitude affected the entire nation. So the second thing we want to do today is ask ourselves, how do we develop and practice and demonstrate a positive attitude. Well, the first thing that we have to do is we have to remove negative words from our vocabulary. Now, this sounds simple enough, but here's the challenge. Listen to the conversations that you hear during the week. Listen to what people are saying and what others are saying, and it will surprise you how many negative words you hear on a day-to-day basis. In 2008, there was an air show in my hometown of Huntsville, Alabama. And there were several stunts being performed by the airplanes and aerobatic stunts. And I I wasn't able to attend, but it was a pretty fascinating show from what I heard. And one of the women who was in the show started doing air shows when she was 50 years old. Not only that, but she stated that she started doing air shows in 1986. Now, if you do the math between 1986 and 2008, that means that when she arrived at the air show in Huntsville, Alabama in 2008, she was 72 years old. But how many people do you think approached her back in 1986 when she was 50 years old And she said, hey, I think I'm going to get a pilot's license. I think I'm going to compete in this air show. I think I'm going to do this. You're 50 years old. It's too late. What are you doing that for? You're 12, 15 years away from retirement. And you can just think of all the negative things that she could have possibly heard when she was 50 years old. But at least for 22 years... She enjoyed being in the aviation arena, so to speak, and doing air shows and being a pilot and things of that nature. Ephesians 4, 29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Colossians 4, verse 6, Let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Make a resolve to taste your words twice before you say them and make sure that what you say is always going to be positive. 
Another thing that we need to do besides remove negative words from our vocabulary is we need to pay close attention to our hearts and to our minds. Matthew 12, verse 34, at the end of that verse, it says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And then in Psalm 51, verse 10, David says, Create in me a clean heart. And so what is on our hearts and what's on our minds and what are those things internally that are influencing our thoughts and our actions and our attitudes? Are, are they positive or are they negative? A third thing that we can do to have a positive attitude is we can focus on our choices and not a specific situation or condition. Joshua and Caleb saw the same land of Canaan that the other ten spies saw, and they said, what are our choices and how do we do this? They saw the giants in the land. They saw all the potential problems that the other ten spies saw, and Joshua and Caleb came back with a plan of action and says, okay, how do we want to do this? They remembered everything that God had done for them, and they said, God will take care of this. And for 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness. Forty years passed, and who was left but Joshua and Caleb to go into the promised land? A positive attitude can accomplish incredible things. So as we wrap this up, look at the lives of the men that we read about in the Old Testament and the New Testament as well. They didn't always have pleasant times. Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son, Moses had to have patience with the children of Israel. Joshua was in Egypt. Joshua eventually became second in command in Egypt, but only after his brothers betrayed him, took his coat from him, threw him in a pit, left him to die, and then he was in prison for a while until he was elevated to a position of authority. And then he provided for the land in a time of need and a time of famine. Paul wrote many of his letters from prison. He didn't pretend to be in prison. He didn't pretend that things uh, were not what they were, they, they were in reality. But the list can go on and on of people that we read about in the Bible that we see as heroes in the Bible, the people that we hold up as icons, but they all endured unpleasant times. And the difference was their attitude. Various things are going to happen to us in life, but it is how we react to those situations that will determine whether or not we will use those moments as a tremendous teacher or a bad memory. This concludes this particular episode of the Chad's Chatterings podcast. Make sure you like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes become available. Thank you once again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.